Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. The woke madness in history education is off the rails. Well, how do we change it? McClanahanAcademy.com. And because you listen to this podcast, if you use the coupon code PODCAST at checkout, you get 25% off every day, all day, 365 days a year on every class at McClanahanAcademy.com. So go to McClanahanAcademy.com, use coupon code PODCAST at checkout, and get a real history education at 25% off. If you like this podcast and you want it without advertisements, head over to Patreon.com and become a member of The Brian McClanahan Show. For 10 bucks a month, you get all the podcasts ad-free, including video, and you also get a special Q&A podcast. I'm only going to answer your questions, your listener-generated episodes, through those Q&As. So head over to Patreon.com. Get this podcast ad-free, no ads, not even things like this, and you really do help support The Brian McClanahan Show with really cool stuff on the back end. If you like this podcast, don't forget to follow me on social media. Find me on Twitter, now X, at Brian McClanahan. Also on Facebook, at Brian McClanahan. And on YouTube, where you can watch the podcast, at Brian McClanahan. It's a great time. I'd love to see you there. Nikki Haley can't decide what she thinks about anything. She says Texas can secede from the United States and the boomer cons go crazy. I'll talk about that on this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you the program. Very glad to be here. All right. Nikki Haley can't decide what she thinks about anything. Think back to a couple of weeks ago. She was asked in New Hampshire, hey, what caused the war? And Nikki Haley supposedly stepped in. And again, all the boomer cons went nuts. All the West Coast Straussians, all the conservatives, and all the lefties, by the way. I mean, Joe Biden goes to South Carolina and says, we know what caused the war. It was slavery. And, of course, all of the conservatives supposedly uh, start... You know, bloviating about this. Well, you know, it was it was slavery. It had to be slavery. It was all slavery. I've talked about this on this show several times. In fact, I also went on Judge Napolitano's show. The Freedom File talked about it. Nikki Haley uh, exposed one of the real divisions in conservatism. It comes down to Abraham Lincoln. What was Abraham Lincoln doing in 1861 to 65. Well, he was saving the Union. I don't know, or at least that's what he said. He was actually not really even saving anything. He was revolutionizing America. You know who pointed that out? Real conservatives at the time, real conservatives after the war, they pointed it all out. But of course, the Republican Party is conservative. This is one thing that I think, you know, if you look at all the bad things Heather Cox Richardson is, and it's it's a question that was asked on my Patreon Q&A, which I answered there. If you're not a Patreon member, you would have gotten the long answer. But Heather Cox Richardson has been seen as you know, innovative because she simply regurgitates what people were saying at the time. And people like me and other conservatives have been saying for years that the Republican Party was never really conservative. I mean, go figure. But Heather Cox Richardson is brilliant, brilliant, because she went to Harvard and said these things that other people have been saying for over a century. But anyways... So we have, we have a situation now where Nikki Haley can't decide if she thinks the war was about slavery or not, uh, what the state's rights uh, at the time were, what the interpretation of the Constitution was. 
She said, of course, many years ago that she believed states could secede from the Union. She doubled down on that. And, of course, this threw the entire conservative establishment into a tizzy because here Nikki Haley is saying states can leave. Now, she does say, well, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think it's going to happen. But states can do it. Now, in some ways, if she firmly believes that, that's the person you want in office if secession ever does come. Now, Nikki Haley is bad on all kinds of things. But that's the person. A person with that kind of attitude is want is someone you want in office if there ever is a situation when a state seeks self-determination. When the people of a state decide they no longer do part of the United States, it doesn't matter if they're on the left or the right, because this is a fundamental principle of America, right? It's self-determination. And we know, we know from all the debates that the founding generation certainly thought this was possible. They wanted to prevent it, which is why they signed on to the Constitution, not because the Constitution prevented secession, but because they thought a union was better than Virginia going its own way. And they thought that union was preferable to disunion, right? So that's the whole point. This is, you know, Elizabeth Varon, for all of her bad stuff, wrote a book entitled Disunion, where she went in and said, look, one of the great fears throughout American history was disunion because they thought disunion was going to be dangerous. But by simply fearing disunion, what are you saying? It's possible. It's not illegal. It's possible. This is where people don't really understand American constitutionalism, particularly on the right. And it's dangerous. So let me. There's two things we're going to cover in this particular show today. First is a New York Post article, which gets into Nikki Haley's comments. And then Bill O'Reilly's response to it, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. We're going to play the clip, and then I'm going to address it. Okay, so it's really funny, and you're going to laugh out loud because Bill O'Reilly shows how stupid he really is. Okay, now it's easy for Bill O'Reilly to do. Of course, the guy has made millions of dollars not writing books, but putting his name to them, killing everybody, right? We're killing Lincoln, we're killing this person, we're killing that person. We're do- He's figured out how to make money on the backs of gullible American conservatives, and you've got the boomers out there following this guy around thinking he's great. I mean, he's on Sean Hannity all the time. It shows you birds of a feather flock together. Now, Sean Hannity's not a boomer. Uh, but, I mean, you've got the boomer cons who love this kind of stuff. And they think, oh, Bill O'Reilly. I mean, he, he's put the name. O- people are emailing Bill O'Reilly. So, wait, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Let me, let me deal with the New York Post article first. Nikki Haley claims Texas has the right to secede from the U.S. That's their decision to make. This is January 31st, 2024. If Texas decides it wants to secede from the U.S., they can do that, Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley argued Wednesday. The former South Carolina governor downplayed the likelihood of the Lone Star State actually choosing to break away from the Republic, but insisted during an appearance on the Breakfast Club radio show that secession is a right of the states. Quote, I think states have the right to make the decisions that their people want to make, Haley said when asked by host Charlemagne the God about her thoughts on secession in light of Texas's dispute with the Biden administration on border security. If Texas decides they want to do that, they can do that, she added. I mean, this is pretty remarkable. You've got a major American presidential candidate saying this. Now, she 
she almost immediately backtracked. Again, because this is what Nikki Haley does. She, she says one thing, then she said she never said that, she lies. This is the DeSantis camp. They did this a beautiful job on this with Nikki Haley, pointing out all the time she said one thing, said I didn't say that. And I, oh, really? Well, here you go. It's pretty funny. But, but the fact that she would get on a major program and say this is revealing. I mean, it's, it's really impressive in some ways. Because she took, I mean, to say this now, a major president, I mean, I can say this, you know, somebody else can say this, some Judge Napolitano can say this, people can say this, but to go on a major presidential candidate on a program and say this is amazing. It's amazing. And of course, knowing the, the backlash she would get for it. Now, I'm not so certain as many Americans are, are, are thinking she's wrong as the boomer cons think, or... People like the New York Post or others think, or Time Magazine, which is a piece I'll cover tomorrow. I'm going to do that piece in its entirety. I wanted to get to these two things. So these are conservative publications. I'm taking the conservative side and ripping them apart. And then I'll go to the lefties and, and rip them apart too. If that whole state says we don't want to be part of America anymore, I mean, that's a decision to make. The 52-year-old White House hopeful went on. But I don't think the government needs to tell people how to live, how to do anything. I mean, I think that's that we need to let freedom live. Now, notice she says, if the whole state... Now, how do you measure that? Would it have to be 100%? Would it have to be everybody in the state of Texas that says we want out? This is Bill Bennett's position. If one person in the state wanted to be in the union, they'd send in the tanks. Because that's enough. There's one person. So the whole state, how do you, how do you determine that? How do you get consent of the whole state? I mean, I think there's mechanisms for this. You have a state convention, but would it have to be unanimous like it was in South Carolina in 1860? Or could it be, you know, 60%, even just 50%? What do you do at that point? Again, in so many ways, I mean, Trump has never said anything like this. But Nikki Haley did. Now, does this come out of the fact she was taught in a lost cause in South Carolina? I don't know, maybe. I mean, maybe it comes from her rearing in South Carolina. We know that for years, I mean, this kind of thing was much more openly discussed than it is now. But the next line from the New York Post is revealing of the boomer cons. Now, I don't know who, who wrote, let's see who wrote this. Uh, Victor Nava. I don't know who Victor Nava is. Um, I, I don't know that person. Uh, but Victor Nava then says this. While the U.S. Constitution doesn't contain any provisions prohibiting a state from leaving the Union, it does not explicitly grant states the right to secede. How do you, ex how do you say you don't understand federalism in one sentence? You just summarized federalism. Of course. There was no need to because... We are, how, how do you explain the Tenth Amendment in one sentence? Right? The U.S. Constitution doesn't contain any provisions prohibiting a state from leaving the Union. Right. It's not prohibited in Article 1, Section 10, which is key. Because the only things the state couldn't do, the states can't do, are in Article 1, Section 10. And if they can't secede, it would be in Article 1, Section 10. doesn't say they can't, which means they can. We know the Constitution in Article 7 is a compact between the states that are ratifying the same. They say it. Explicitly say it. It's right there. Black and white. It does not explicitly grant the states the right to secede either. Of course it wouldn't. It doesn't need to. That's the whole point. 
The states reserved all powers not granted to the central authority. And if the central authority doesn't have the power to prohibit secession, the states have the power to leave. It's that simple. It's that simple. They all thought it. Heck, we had people as early as 1794 out of New England and New York pushing for secession. They all thought it could happen. Oliver Ellsworth, Rufus King, cornering John Taylor. Hey, John, what do you think about secession? What do you think about New England getting out of the Union? Edmund Randolph supported the Constitution because he feared Virginia independence more than he did the powers of the Union. Because Virginia could go independent. George Washington favored the Constitution. He said it because he feared Virginia independence. He didn't think Virginia could go alone. Quote, I think, you know, states are going to make decisions, Haley said, but let's talk about what's really, what, what's reality. Texas isn't going to secede. That's not something they're going to do. I mean, there are people that want it. I think there's a pretty sizable faction in Texas that would like it to happen. I don't know what it's going to take to get there. We're seeing this shake out in the courts now. But right now, I think she's probably correct. I don't think Texas is going anywhere right now. But it doesn't mean it can't doesn't mean that it, people of Texas who are fed up with the general government shouldn't look to other options. Then this line, this is what Bill O'Reilly capitalizes on. However, the issue was largely settled by the Union victory over the Confederates in the Civil War and the 1869 Supreme Court ruling Texas v. White, which affirmed the states cannot unilaterally secede from the U.S. Now, the nuance there is important. This writer actually gets something right here. The issue was largely settled. It wasn't, it wasn't settled by law. It was settled by violence. And there were people that said after the war, yeah, it's over. Secession's over. We're not going to talk about that anymore. But it didn't mean the legal question was ever settled. 1869, you get Texas v. White. Texas v. White says a state cannot unilaterally secede. That's true. But why would they say that? Because if they ruled that the states could secede, well, then what was the point of the entire war? Right? From the beginning, Lincoln said it was about preserving the Union and secession was illegal. Why would the Supreme Court refute that position? Why would they do that? That would be ridiculous on their part. So they wouldn't do that. It's important to note. They wouldn't do that. Also, the Supreme Court said, yes, they could not unilaterally secede, but they could be booted out by the other states because he had to provide cover for Reconstruction. Now, this is an important case. I talk about it at length in my McClanahan Academy course, How the Supreme Court Screwed Up America. You want to get that class. I'm not going to steal my own thunder there. You want to go over to McClanahan Academy, use the coupon code podcast and get that class. 25% off. It's an awesome class. Haley went on to defend Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott's efforts to prevent illegal border crossing, including by putting up razor wire along the border that the Supreme Court ruled could be cut down by federal authorities. He has to protect Texas, Haley uh, argued. Haley raised eyebrows last month when she refused to mention slavery as the primary cause of the Civil War. She backtracked the following day, saying, of course, the Civil War is about slavery. 
Haley trails former President Donald Trump by more than 30 points in the upcoming South Carolina Republican primary, which will be held in her home state on February 24th, according to Real Clear Politics' average of polls. Haley campaigned and not respond to the post request for comment. So, Haley supporting Abbott. Um, what, okay, what I find fascinating about, we're getting to Bill O'Reilly now, because Bill O'Reilly is clueless. He really is clueless. He is a clueless boomer con who doesn't really know what he's talking about in any way, shape, or form. Any way, shape, or form. So let's get into Bill O'Reilly, all right? I'm going to play the clip. You're going to listen to it. This is Bill O'Reilly. This is from his website. And the funny, the first part that's so funny, and I, and the image, it's going to come up if you're watching, you're going to see it. Big image. Instead of using the word secede, he uses the word succeed. Right? Doesn't even know the difference between the two. Now, I don't know if that was a staffer or if O'Reilly did this himself, but some dope did this. And you can't undo it, right? At this point, it's everywhere. Succeed rather than succeed. So these people are so stupid, they don't even know what the word is. You're right, Texas can't succeed. Well, it could succeed at seceding if the people voted for it. I mean, this is how stupid this is. But it's a common mistake, but it shows you a lack of, really, a lack of understanding about any of it. So I'm going to go ahead and play the clip, and then we're going to get into what Bill arises. It's a pretty short, short clip, so just bear with me. Listen to this, and I'll be back after the clip is over. Nikki Haley. <clears throat> Boy, I can't tell you how many letters I've gotten from people who say, oh, no, Texas is within its rights to defy the Supreme Court's ruling about the razor wire. Okay, you, just to uh, briefly, Supreme Court rule, very narrow ruling, five to four, that if the federal authorities see razor wire on federal land, they can take the razor wire down, and if the state of Texas tries to prevent that, they can be arrested. And it means the governor. The Supreme Court. Final word. Okay. A lot of people don't like that ruling. I don't like the ruling. But I understand that when the Supreme Court rules, that's it. No wiggle room. So Nikki Haley was on a radio program and was asked about it. Let's talk about what's reality. Mm -hmm. Texas isn't going to succeed. I'm secede. I mean, that's not something that they're going to do. So why did you say you believe in that in 2010? What was the context of it? You said, I think you said you, be you believe that uh, states have the right to secede. That's what you said. Do you believe the states of the United States have the right to secede from the union? I think that they do. I mean, the Constitution says that. Constitution does not say that. Okay. So this is uh, something that Nikki Haley is going to have to figure out. So in 1869, five years after the Civil War, Supreme Court ruled Texas versus White in a five to three decision that Texas, same state, did have the right to bring a suit against the federal government, but could not bail out. OK, the case affirmed that states, all states, do not have the right to unilaterally secede from the United States. Supreme Court ruled the United States is a, quote, indestructible union 
from which no state can secede. We all have that. Raise your hand if you don't have it. That ruling stands. And if there was another challenge by any state, I guarantee you it would be nine nothing. We cannot, because then you'd have absolute anarchy and chaos. You have 50 different countries. All right, so you've heard it. Bill O'Reilly says Texas cannot succeed. <laughs> Hilarious. But here's the thing. What does he use to defend this? Where is Bill O'Reilly coming from here? All right, so let's, let's dive into Bill O'Reilly, the boomer con. His argument is based on the Supreme Court. Right? He says, I get these letters all the time from people saying Texas can secede. You don't understand, Riley. So O'Reilly's going to set them straight. First of all, he makes the claim that somehow the Supreme Court has said that the, uh, that the federal government can cut, that Texas, first of all, is trying to put up razor wire on federal property. Now, originally they did this, if you want to say the real ground is federal property, okay, because that's actually controlled by a trust, essentially. But if you want to say the real ground is federal property, they put up the floating barriers. They took those down. Okay, those aren't there anymore. So what they did is they went up and put up razor wire on state property, not on federal property, on state property, you see, on state property, and said, you can't cut this wire. You can't. You can't come onto state property and cut the wire, which is true, okay? But Bill O'Reilly makes the comment in this particular segment that the that Texas is putting the wire on federal property. False. As the Attorney General of Texas has pointed out, the Eagle Pass area where they're putting this is all state-controlled property. It's all state property. It's not federal property. You don't own any of this. This is all Texas property. We can put up whatever we want on state property. We can put up a wall a thousand feet high if we wanted to, that nobody could climb over if we wanted to put a wall there. And I guess they could move on down to some other part. But if Texas wanted to go in on Texas property and do it, they could. They could take Texas property and put a wall entirely along Texas property. And you know who couldn't stop them? The general government at all. So, I mean, I guess you could say, well, then the illegals could just walk on down through Texas. They could get into somewhere else and try to go that way. They could just keep walking down. But Texas would block them. Okay, so this is important to note. If Texas owns the land, they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want on their own land. You see, that's the key. Bill O'Reilly makes the claim that federal government can go. They're putting it on federal land. No, no. They're putting on Texas land. So that's the first mistake he made. But then he gets into the stuff about Texas v. White. And this is what I find to be so fascinating about this whole thing from the boomer cons. Bill O'Reilly makes the case that the Supreme Court has spoken. Right? Supreme Court has spoken on this. And it was a 5-3 to three decision. I'm going to tell you right now. If it was today, it'd be 9 nothing. That's probably true. I mean, we probably would get 9 judges saying that Texas can't secede. True. Uh, but... Does that mean it's correct? I mean, we have nine politically connected lawyers 
who have a vested interest in saying that secession is illegal. In 1869, you had eight of them saying that secession was illegal. Even the three that dissented still said secession was illegal. Again, why did they do that? Because they couldn't say it was legal. That would invalidate the entire purpose of the war. If it was legal, then Texas has got a position to do things with bonds. They they couldn't do it, right? The whole issue was about actually money at that particular time. And Raleigh does point that out. But it was about money. And they couldn't do this. Okay, so Chase makes the argument in this decision, as I talk about in how the Supreme Court screwed up America, that the union is indissoluble. It's indestructible. Indestructible states, indissoluble union. Is that true? That was the argument Lincoln made, but nobody made that argument in 1789 or 1788 or 1787 or 1783, particularly when we had the ratification process, because you know what that was, as other people pointed out, the secession from the Articles of Confederation into the United States government under the Constitution. It was that because you had four states, four states didn't ratify. What were they? Independent. <laughs> now, they hoped this thing would last, but we know that states, Virginia, actually talked about a resumption clause. So did New York. A resumption clause. If the general government abuses powers, the states could resume their independent status, which means they believed in secession. The entire argument that the Supreme Court made in 1869 is ahistorical. Now, again, as I pointed out, why did the court think that they they could argue that you couldn't have unilateral secession, meaning Texas couldn't withdraw on its own, but a state could be kicked out by the other states because that provided cover for military reconstruction? Because that's what the Republican Congress did. You see, all the Supreme Court was doing in 1869 was acting in a partisan manner, which is what the Supreme Court always does. And so O'Reilly makes a case. Well, you know, you got to support the Supreme Court. Well, and I would ask Bill O'Reilly this question. If that's true, and you got to support the Supreme Court at all costs, you got to support it. We got to support the court. Would he have supported Dred Scott? Because Dred Scott made clear that slavery was legal in all the territories. Now, that's a substantive due process issue, and we can pick that apart and say it was a bad decision. But if you got to support the court at all costs, well, then you would say you have to support the court there. And what did the Republican Party do? It ignored a court decision. Which is why the South didn't trust the Republican Party on anything. Even when it said, we're not, we're not going to affect slavery in the states where it already exists. We're not going to do any of that. It's all about the Western territories. They were ignoring a court decision. And people would cheer that. Bill O'Reilly would cheer that. And yet, in this case... We gotta, we gotta support the court. The court's infallible. It doesn't make any mistakes. Well, we could relitigate it, he says, but it will be nine nothing. So we gotta support the court. Why? The court had no role in this ever. The Supreme Court had no role in this. It was always about the states and self determination. Bill O'Reilly shows in this particular clip in the New York Post. Actually, it's New York Post is better than Bill O'Reilly on this. They're not. They're not very good, but they're better than Bill O'Reilly. But he shows how little he actually knows about the Constitution here, about originalism, about the federal government, about any of this. He shows it all. He exposes his ignorance 
of American constitutional government. And the sad thing is, this is what you get from conservatives. Doesn't matter if it's Bill O'Reilly or somebody else. You're getting this from conservatives across the spectrum. Now, there are conservatives who are solid on this issue. But most conservatives, the boomer cons, would come down on this side. The people that are writing Bill O'Reilly and telling him, hey, Texas has got a right to do this, are correct. Texas can put razor wire anywhere it wants on Texas property. Texas can put a wall anywhere it wants on Texas property. In fact, Texas probably has some eminent domain rules that they can say, hey, we've got all this private property butting up against the border. You know what we could do? We could pay you for that land, put a wall up so you don't have to deal with it anymore, and we could have a wall on Texas property. And you know what the general government could do? Well, I guess it could, you know, you could put it right up next to the federal land. I don't know how much space there would be between them, but you could do that. And I guess the United States could patrol in the land that's in between them and say, that's our land and we can patrol this. But you're not getting into Texas. <laughs> you're not getting into Texas. So if you want to come into Texas, you're going to have to come through Texas. And you can't. Can't get in. Sorry. You're not a citizen of Texas. You're not a citizen of the United States. You're not allowed here. Texas can do that too. This is argued by the founding generation over and over and over again. If you're not a citizen of the United States, even the 14th Amendment, as I've talked about on this show, doesn't work. If you're not a citizen of the United States, you don't have the privileges and immunities and the right to do and, and all the right to due process, all that stuff. You don't have that in the 14th Amendment. You're here illegally. You're you're an alien. And you know what? The states can do with those people as they please. They can deport them. They can send them out. They can do whatever they want. Go home. The states can do that. This is not something that is unconstitutional or illegal. And Texas is simply doing, is protecting its own land. Not, it's not federal government. And they've been clear about that. The Attorney General has been clear. We're doing this on Texas property. It's not federal property. You can make a claim to it, but show me your, show me your deeds, show me your titles. And they can't produce anything because it's not theirs. See, what's really going to happen here, and Bill O'Reilly's making a massive mistake for siding with the Supreme Court or anything here. What's really going to happen is the federal government's going to have to back down because they're in the wrong. They're supremely in the wrong. And the Boomer Cons and the New York Post and all these people that get out there and say, you can't do this, you can't do this, are showing how little they actually know about American constitutionalism. That's the sad thing. And that's why you listen to this show, because I'm all set it straight. Now, again, we can have a discussion as to whether this is a good idea or not. But we should never have to have a discussion about whether it's legal or not. Because according to the Constitution as ratified, secession is not denied by the document to the states. It's not, so it's not prohibited by the Constitution to the states. So it's reserved to the states and the people. And you know what? The Constitution does not give the central government the power to stop secession. That's also not a power delegated to the center. So, we know Texas can't succeed, but Texas can secede. All right. See you next time on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then. <laughs>